This is Shlomo Swidler, CEO of Orchestratus, on Thursday, May 8, 2014. Hi, welcome to the OpenStack Israel podcast. This is your host, Shlomo Swidler, CEO of Orchestratus. On today's show, our guest is Nelson Nahum, CEO and founder of Zadara Storage. How are you, Nelson? Hi, how are you, Shlomo? Great. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, can you tell our guests a little bit about what Zadara Storage is? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Zadara Storage is a storage as a service company. Uh, we do um, SAN and NAS uh, storage devices as a service. And we uh, created a software that is based on OpenStack that uh, allow a customer to create instantly uh, what we call virtual private storage arrays. And this is kind of a SAN or a NAS device, but are created instantly, are totally elastic, and pay by the hour. So you can think about Zadara as a um, storage provider that provides the same functionality and elasticity of the cloud, but for SAN and NAS devices. Cool. So if I were to compare it to uh, Amazon Web Services uh, Elastic Block Storage, would that be close? Uh, yeah, in principle, it could be close, but uh, we provide uh, different functionality. We provide a full storage array on the fly. A full storage array is a uh, uh, dedicated drive per customer, dedicated controllers, functionality not present in EBS, like uh, sharing the same storage by multiple uh, cloud servers. NAS functionality, clustering functionality, data address, snapshots, remote replication. So the comparison with EBS will be like uh, when you compare a drive internal to a server versus a SAN or a NAS device that has all the snapshot functionality. We provide the same experience of a SAN and NAS device with all the performance reliability and feature rich on the storage side to uh, the compute. Very cool. You offer your services to users of any kind of cloud solution, public or private? Yes, exactly. So our storage is, uh, as a service is pay per use, and that is a quite interesting model for people that are implementing uh, public cloud and even private cloud. In public cloud, uh, we connect our uh, uh, cloud storage service to the major um, public uh, cloud providers. Uh, currently, in Amazon, we, we are present in the West Coast, East Coast of the United States. We have uh, in Europe, Japan, and, and Australia. Uh, we are also connected to Dimension Data Cloud. We are connecting to Cloud Sigma Cloud. And there are a um, couple of uh, cloud providers coming. Uh, we will launch in, in next week, actually, uh, or a major cloud provider also be available for uh, Zadara storage. This for the public cloud. For the private cloud, uh, we can ship equipment, um, you know, servers with drives, etc., to the customer uh, data center. Uh, we do the management and install everything remotely, and the customer pay for what they use uh, exactly like they will do in the public cloud. But you know, with the performance and security inside the, their own data center. So is this useful as a primary storage for someone who is building a cloud or a secondary storage for additional storage capacity after you already have your cloud environment up and running? 
Yeah, it, it is uh, usable as both primary storage and secondary storage. Uh, we support drives like SSD and SAS uh, for high performance storage. We support SATA drives, a big SATA drive for secondary storage. So a customer can have a mix of, of both and use some portion of, of the cloud storage for primary storage and some portion for secondary storage. And we can connect to OpenStack clouds like any other cloud via SCSI NFS. We also have a Cinder driver. Actually, uh, we developed one of the first one uh, Cinder drivers that uh, were published. So let me ask you a question that I'm sure many listeners are thinking. Uh, OpenStack's interfaces are evolving over time. And uh, how have you found, as, as a consumer of OpenStack's storage APIs, and someone who also has to implement them, how have you found it keeping up with the changes in what's going on in OpenStack in terms of storage APIs? So we are uh, quite present in, in OpenStack. We use, as I mentioned before, we are using OpenStack uh, ourselves inside the product. Uh, so we, first of all, were the first storage company to join OpenStack. We joined beginning of 2011, and we have um, contributed uh, some of the code uh, back to OpenStack especially things that are difficult to achieve, like uh, PCA pass-through, and things that are related to performance, and, and as well as networking. Um, so we're we're quite involved with, with OpenStack, and, and we are up to date with the APIs and, and so on. And the way you stay up to date, is that by participating in all of the mailing lists and discussions and uh, conferences? Or is there is there another thing that you would advise people to do in order to stay up to date? Yeah, I, I don't think you need to be in all the conference and everything uh, participating in order to stay up to date. We are doing that uh, mostly because uh, obviously we are we have a lot of interest in, in making OpenStack a better platform as, as it is part of our platform. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the more that you can participate, the better. But it's not a must. You can you can follow up with the documentation and so on. That that would be enough. Can you tell us what kinds of difficulties or challenges you have faced in your use of OpenStack as a, as a customer of OpenStack? First of all, we, we started pretty early. I think that the, the first version that we released was uh, Diablo, even the previous one. And back then, there were uh, more challenges than today. Uh, but the, the main challenges, I would say, are uh, how to make it high, highly available, especially all the metadata. Um, how to uh, backup and restore properly. Um, we did uh, quite a lot of work in performance, especially on the networking side. Uh, we, we needed to have a special uh, networking for our storage. Our storage uh, cloud allows to complete separation between customers. So every customer has a what we call a VPSA, and it has a complete separated network than the other customers, so there's no way that uh, one customer will interfere with the others. So th these kind of things are, are the most challenging. And uh, we basically we wrote code that if it is in, inside OpenStack, we contribute it back. And <clears throat> in, if not, then we, we did uh, some code around OpenStack. So you've, you've been able to uh, contribute back to OpenStack some of these improvements? Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. How much overlap, in your experience, how much overlap is there between storage improvements and networking improvements in OpenStack? In our particular case, uh, there is a lot of overlap because we 
provide a complete storage environment per customer. So when I say complete and isolated, obviously networking is part of the equation. Uh, what typically is called storage in OpenStack, that you know, simple volumes or, or S3, uh, uh, S3 uh, kind of functionality, Swift, sorry. Um, then, then there is less, uh, I think, less interaction with networking. But in our case, because we provide this concept of a virtual array or, or, or full uh, dedication and isolated storage environment per customer, we need to do a lot of work on on networking, both on separation of customers as well on on performance, because we send IOS uh, through the network. Mm -hmm. Recently, uh, Red Hat announced that they were acquiring InkTank, the creators of Ceph, yes. one of your competitors. Um, what do you think of that news? I think, in general, it's uh, good news. I mean, I am always optimistic. Uh, I don't think it's completely a competitor. It, it is true that the uh, uh, OpenStack customer can decide to go to with Ceph or can do Zadara. Uh, to that standpoint, maybe a competitor. But the business models are quite differently. As I said before, we, we ship the software and hardware to the customer, and the customer pay per usage. Uh, that that is a different uh, model than than you know download the Red Hat the storage and the Ceph and doing all yourself. So to that extent, I think we are different. And um, in general, I, I believe that this is good. It's another piece uh, that make OpenStack more robust, uh, more solutions more uh, um, customers implementing that, bigger vendors uh, doing the different uh, part of OpenStack solutions. So I, th I think it's uh, overall is, is better for, for the customer. The more OpenStack adoption, the better also for us. I see. So you think that's a good move because it validates that the ecosystem is alive and well uh, and offers more options to customers. Yes, definitely. And I believe that the customers that will implement Zadara not necessarily will want to implement Ceph, and, and maybe the opposite as well. So I, I don't feel that there is competition here, but it is good in general that the customer have now Red Hat behind uh, in order to implement uh, OpenStack Cloud, end-to-end, -end basically, now they have. Uh, Nelson, you guys operate quite a large deployment of OpenStack, quite, several quite large deployments of OpenStack, providing service to the public. I would love to hear some of the lessons that you've learned from operating large-scale OpenStack deployments. So one of the things uh, that I want to mention is that OpenStack is very, very stable and reliable to our, uh, I will say, a little bit of surprise. When we started back in 2011, was really the beginning, and um, we did quite a lot of tests, and, and we were uh, pleasantly surprised by the the stability of, of the code, etc. Uh, so this this is good news. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that we have uh, clouds everywhere. I'm talking about uh, Singapore and Australia and Tokyo and Europe and Zurich and Ireland and US. And we are doing all the deployments and all the support and operations from Irvine, basically. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is also very important uh, for us. We don't have uh, offices everywhere, but it, it is easy for us to ship equipment uh, and do remote install, remote support, remote uh, operations. Uh, and this is part of the thing that we do also with uh, private cloud customers, that we, we can do this uh, in their own data center without the need 
for us to go and, and do uh, install in every customer. It has been an extremely good experience, I would say. Would your engineers or your operations folks be willing to share some of that experience with the public? Let, let us all benefit from your experience keeping your service running high, with high availability? Yes, definitely. And, and our engineers are also part of the IRCs and chats, and, and we typically we exhibit in most of the OpenStack uh, conference and summit. And uh, as I said before, we, we're already more than three years into OpenStack and been present in, uh, I think, at all or almost all the OpenStack summits. Well, speaking of OpenStack summits, coming up on June 2nd is the OpenStack Israel event which is just after the OpenStack Summit in Atlanta. And I expect that we'll be able to hear a lot more about various different storage solutions available with OpenStack. Uh, Nelson, will any of the Zadara team be at the Israel event? Yeah, yeah, we, we will be there. I think that one Go thing ahead. that we propose is to have an OpenStack Summit in Israel for, for all, all the OpenStack. I think that's a great, great idea. What can we do to get that to happen? We, we need to push, <laughs> yes. Well, let me know who to push, and I'll, I'll do what I can. <laughs> Thank you very much for being a guest, Nelson. I wish you continued success. Enjoy the summit in Atlanta, and looking forward to seeing you around in the clouds and in Israel and all over. Thank you very much, Laura. It was, it was a pleasure.